morning, everybody. Welcome back to GC365. We are on day 289. So close. Hope you're hanging in there. And if you are just joining the One Year Bible, welcome. We're excited that you're decided to join us. But we have some fun reading today. I am Pastor Haley. I work with our high school students. And I am Krista Jardine, and I am the database administrator here at the church. Yes, and I can just say she does so much more than that as well. She helps out in our, well, like every ministry, but she gets to help me out in our youth ministry as well. And so it's fun to be here with you today. We are looking at Jeremiah 28 and 29 in the Old Testament. So if you haven't read it yet, I always say this is like the Spark Notes version that we're going to give you. And then you can go back later and kind of see what we're talking about, or maybe you can follow along with us. But Jeremiah 28, what happens is Hananiah's prophecy, and he is a prophet from Gibeon who is falsely appointed at this time. He wasn't appointed by God, and he's giving this prophecy to everybody. And they love it, and they want it to come true, including Jeremiah, who is a prophet appointed by God. And at one point, he's like, good, I hope this comes true. I hope that you're right, knowing he's wrong. But what I kind of find in this chapter is that, you know, we often will wish for things that are against God's will for us. Happens all the time. Not necessarily because we know they're against God's will, but we do have to remain faithful to what God has in store for us versus what we want to happen. And I know you kind of caught that at the end of the chapter. I did. Um, it was kind of a theme through both chapters of Jeremiah where it talked about um, just not following false prophets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to see or know what God's plan is and know if what people are speaking to us and through, you know, through other people is truly from yeah, God. That's so, very true. It just kind of gets a little gray there. You don't know, you know, if you're doing the right thing or not. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think one of just this being an example, the 365, reading the Bible in a year is a perfect way to kind of insert God's voice daily into your life because you're right. We don't know who's it's going to come from, who he's going to speak through or who's going to try to speak as if they're speaking from God. So You're right. That was a very good point. Um, We head into chapter 29, and I'm sure many of you know or maybe caught the verse 11. It's kind of an infamous verse. A lot of times I tell my students they put it on their Instagram bios or it's their favorite verse, and it's a great verse. It's the, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. It's true. It gives us hope knowing that God, he knows our plans. But we're not going to be spared pain or suffering either by these plans. And where I think it's important to look ahead or even before sometimes is not just look at one certain verse is there's a verse that comes after it. I may have Krista read um, verse 13 that I think it's important to look at. So it says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And I know that sometimes it's hard to be committed and join the 365 and stay with us and through, you know, the entire year. But, you know, we need to genuinely be searching after God and just being in the Bible daily really helps with that. Yeah. I will be honest and say, I felt a little bit convicted reading that one verse and it's very simple saying, if you look wholeheartedly, you're going to find me because how often have I been like, 
God, where are you in this situation? Why aren't you showing up? And, you know, it's a question it's okay to ask, but I also wasn't necessarily looking or putting my full self towards God. I was just kind of like, well, you should be doing the work, God. Where are you? And so I think it's a good question to for all of us to ask and saying, what are we doing to look for God? So heading into the New Testament, we are in First Timothy, and I love um, both books of Timothy, but it's important to know who he is in case you're like, okay, I'm kind of confused here. Timothy is basically Paul's apprentice. So Paul is actually writing this letter to him and a lot of people say that Timothy was um, Paul's son in faith. And so this letter is an encouragement to him of all the things that he's going through, the people he's going to interact with. And as he's teaching him how to be this disciple, this is the letter that we come across. And here he's talking about the law specifically and who it's for, which is the rebellious and it's important to know who the rebellious are. So I know there was a verse you wanted to read for us. Yeah. So verse nine says, for the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their father or mother or commit other murders. Now, <laughs> and we don't all commit murders, <laughs> obviously, but um, it is for the broken and it is for the people that are sinners, which is all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we all make mistakes. The only one that was perfect was Jesus. And so, you know, it's just a simple, easy reminder that we all can learn something from the Bible. Yeah. I will say I have been listening to quite a bit of murder podcasts lately. I don't know if that's something I should be admitting, but here we are. And so when you look at this, you're can like I can so easily be like yeah the law was meant for them all the people who are messing up and then knowing okay wait we're also (laughs) the rebellious people that this law was intended for and so don't just look at the oh yeah it's for the people who commit murders it's for us all but um there is we'll look into psalms 86 verse 5 And it says, Oh, Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for help. That's what really stood out to me in this chapter. Um, Was there any connection that you saw or something that stood out to you? Yeah, so I like how that ties back to verse 13 in Jeremiah 29, where we said, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You know, I just felt like there was a connection there because, you know, it's saying, if you ask for help. So, you know, that's seeking, that's looking for God, that's asking for help. And so I just liked that connection between the the two different verses. Yeah. Don't you feel like they always connect really well? And I've always wondered how they are able to do that, but they do every time they go back and you can see the theme follow through. For me, it reminded me of Paul's story. So going back to first Timothy, who's writing this, Paul used to be Saul, who was not a good man. And you know, we do have to look wholeheartedly. Was Saul necessarily looking for God? No, but I do think his heart was in a place where it was ready to be turned and it wasn't hardened any longer. So if you're thinking of somebody specifically who's like, well, they're not looking for God, but I would love for them to know who he is. Know that under us be praying that there would be a moment in time where their heart would no longer be hardened because they can still be transformed by who he is and receive his forgiveness. 
Uh, we'll, we'll end with Proverbs twenty five seventeen. I just thought this was kind of a funny Proverbs. When you break them up like they do, you can kind of end up with a funny one. It says, don't visit your neighbors too often or you will wear out your welcome. Do you visit your neighbors a lot? Um, one in particular <laughs> um, that I'm super close with, but not all of my neighbors. But I could yeah. see where I could wear out my welcome <laughs> if I was over there too much. <laughs> well, and you never know. I think it's wonderful to have, you know, we're supposed to be neighborly. My parents and our like family friends are best friends now with their neighbors. And so it's fun to see those connections. But yeah, there's probably moments where neighbors are like, oh man, I just want to get rid of you <laughs> or whatever it may be. And so specifically with the holiday we have coming up, Halloween, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to go over, introduce yourself to your neighbors, do a little trick-or-treating with the kids. But then, no, you're not wearing out your welcome. So there's our tip for the day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you in the next one.